Good morning, I'm Harley Schlanger from the LaRouche Organization with your daily update for February 7th, 2022. As we've been reporting for a long time, we're approaching the end of an era. And events of this last weekend demonstrate how right we've been, that applying Lyndon LaRouche's method of forecasting, it was clear that the existing unipolar world was not going to be able to continue without leading to war or a shift, a transformation in a completely different direction. Now, what we're seeing is a desperate war drive against Russia and China, which is an effort to maintain a unipolar world. But as we've seen, Russia and China are not about to submit. So the choices are City of London domination with a Great Reset, a Green New Deal, a central banker's dictatorship enforced by military might and war, or a shift to a new strategic architecture. Let me give you the developments of the weekend to show you how far we've moved in just the last days toward the end of this post-Cold War era. The, one of the most important developments was the Putin-Xi Jinping summit, which took place uh, before the Olympics started. Now, this has led to a realistic assessment, which shows a freakout, but nevertheless, a realistic assessment that the world is changing. And I'm going to cite an article on the February 4th uh, Daily Telegraph, sometimes known as the Daily Toriograph, because it speaks for the interests of the conservatives of the United Kingdom, especially reflecting the views of the city of London. The headline of the article is Russia and China rise from their knees to challenge U.S. dominance. Now, because this is the Telegraph, they don't say U.S.-U.K. dominance, but that's clearly intended from the content of the article. They start by saying, quote, the message is anything but routine. At a moment of immense international tension, Russia and China are asserting the arrival of a new geopolitical era. From now on, the dominance of the U.S.-led global West will no longer be taken for granted or tolerated, end quote. Now, that's a very straightforward statement. And you can go to the Telegraph and, and see if you can find the February 4th article. I think there's a paywall there. But in effect, it goes on and on about how this is a transformation of epic proportions. And that it's something that may have in some ways caught the West off guard. The, the level of freakout is seen in comments by Frederick Kemp, the director of the Atlantic Council which is one of the leading think tanks tied to the geopolitical interests of the city of London. In, a, in an article, Kemp accuses Russia and China of, quote, redefining the very meaning of democracy, unquote. Now, this is rich coming from Kemp, whose organization promoted the whole idea of a democracy summit, the summit of democracies that Biden presided over, uh, the idea that the world is divided between democracies led by the United States, the United Kingdom, and NATO against the authoritarian powers of Russia and China. He goes on to say, not since World War II have leading authoritarians been so closely aligned, that is, since the Axis powers in World War II, Hitler, Mussolini, and Japan. That's the degree of freakout that we're seeing. 
And then he concludes the article by saying, what unites Russia and China remains mostly their opposition to the United States. That's a lie. That's an outright blatant lie. What Russia and China have been saying openly and pursuing in terms of their uh, military, strategic, economic, and social policy is economic and social stability, which is not which they're not able to accomplish in a world dominated by Anglo-American supremacy. And what have we seen from this Anglo-American unipolar world since the end of the Cold War? Provocations, coups, assassinations, wars, killer sanction regimes. And who benefits from this? The people of the nations that are affected or the people of the nations that supposedly this is being done to protect? No, it's for the benefit of London and Wall Street speculators, and it's being done in the name of democracy. Now, from that standpoint, let's look at the events of the last days related to the Ukraine situation. And I'll just review a series of these quickly. Uh, there's much more you can find on our website. Uh, first of all, you have uh, initially, Biden, Blinken, and others, including Stoltenberg of NATO, Boris Johnson of the United Kingdom, insisting back in December that U.S. intelligence expects an invasion of Ukraine by Russian troops by the end of January or mid-February. Well, now that we're approaching mid-February and it hasn't happened, they're now saying mid-March. Then they went on to say that there are reports verifiable intelligence reports, which they can't make public because these are anonymous, that Russia has plans to place a pro-Russian figure in the office of the presidency of Ukraine, overthrowing Zelensky in a kind of reverse Maidan coup. Now, the next phase of this was a, a fake report that came from Associated Press's Matthew Chance, who's British, stating that when Biden spoke with Zelensky last week, he told Zelensky that Kiev would be sacked by Russia, a Russian invasion, which is inevitable. Now, Zelensky's own top advisors said that statement was never made by Biden. And a member of the National Security Council denied the reports of the call that were coming out from Associated Press. In other words, more fake news. Well, then you had a February 3rd briefing to the Congress given by Blinken, by um, Defense Secretary Austin, by Joint Chiefs of Staff Chairman Milley, in which it was reported in the New York Times and the Washington Post that Russia has now completed 70% of the deployment of the force needed to mount a full invasion of Ukraine, capture Kiev, and remove Zelensky. Again, without attribution, to actual documents, uh, just Blinken, Austin, Milley, and others making these statements. Now, this was followed by the latest scandalous State Department briefing by a former CIA operative named Ned Price. Now, Price claimed that there's evidence that the U.S. and British intelligence have that the Russians have, have a plan to release a video which would show uh, attacks against Russian citizens that would be used as a false flag to invade Ukraine. 
Price said this three or four times, and finally he was challenged by Matthew Lee, an Associated Press reporter, who said, what's the evidence for this? And Price said, well, I just gave it to you. Lee said, no, you gave us a statement, but there's no evidence. What's the evidence that this is about to happen? And Price just kept insisting that, look, we've declassified this intelligence. The intelligence is what I just reported to you. And Lee held his ground and said, where is the evidence? Well, as is so often the case, there's no evidence. These things are made up as lies out of whole cloth, designed to carry out the provocations that would justify a further buildup of Western force in Ukraine, including bringing Ukraine into NATO and deploying weapons close to the Russian border. Now, Price challenged Lee finally saying, well, obviously you don't believe US and British and other intelligence, you accept the Russians instead. The typical response being a Putin puppet if you challenge the lies coming from the State Department. Now then you had really quite provocative headline in Bloomberg News on, Feb on uh, February 4th. Uh, at 4 p.m. in the afternoon, the headline was Russia invades Ukraine. And it remained up on the site for 30 minutes. Now, in the midst of this tension, what does it mean to put on Bloomberg News a headline, Russia invades Ukraine? Well, the Bloomberg News said it was inadvertent. They have to prepare for all contingencies and somehow by accident it got up there. Well, if you know who Michael Bloomberg is, a leading operative, of Wall Street and the city of London, whether it's on the Green New Deal, the Great Reset, uh, global strategic policy. The, the fact that it showed up on Bloomberg News is evidence of further psychological warfare. Now, finally, we have uh, continuing diplomacy. Macron will be talking with Putin today. Olaf Scholz is coming to the United States, the German uh, chancellor. And according to German sources, he's expecting to come under enormous pressure because Germany has refused to ship weapons to Ukraine and they expect to be put under enormous pressure to do so. So this is the background to the statement that we're reaching the end of the unipolar order. The desperation from the West, and by the West, I mean primarily those people inside the duopoly of the United States, the Republicans and the Democrats are, are pretty much unified on this. The intelligence community, uh, it's not clear how unified the military is in a commitment to this. Biden himself, who knows what he's thinking? What he said is the United States will not engage in a war in Ukraine against Russia, but he's sending more troops and more weapons. So we're seeing a desperate effort to draw a line and what is Putin saying? He's saying we want reasonable security guarantees for Russia and for the rest of the world. So keep informed, stay with us, uh, share this video, get it around. We've got to call people to attention on this. And uh, if you have questions about this, you can send them directly to me at harleysch at gmail. And on top of this, We'll have some more developments coming out from the Schiller Institute this week. I urge you, be vigilant, be uh, organizing, mobilizing, get the truth out, because as, as we've said, the United States, 
the the it's not even the United States. It's essentially an, an international financial oligarchy is extremely weak. And who are the potential allies for the American people? The Russians and the Chinese who refuse to give up sovereignty to a gang of cutthroat predatory speculators. And this is our potential to bring down this system. Thanks for joining me. I'll be back tomorrow.